Looking back at the week that was, this is the BBHL Recap. Welcome to the BBHL Recap, going over week 12 in the league. PCU fell 4-3 to the Kingsmen. Um, four different goal scorers for the Kingsmen this week. Bernie Bellini stood tall in Nets. Churchers against Ducks. Churchers come away with a 5-3 win. Two goals for yours truly. Two goals for Trevor Davies. Multiple points for Quinn and Tav continuing their hot play. Very impressive. And the Blazers pummeled the Blades of Steel 7-1. Chris Domsody, two goals, one assist. Silent Sean Sproul, two goals. Matt Yanavalli, a goal and two assists. Not bad. It's pretty good indeed. That was your BBHL recap. Keep listening for the upcoming podcast. Presenting the BBHL podcast. For the Brotherhood, by the Brotherhood. Here are your hosts, Banger and Hands. Welcome to episode six of the BBHL podcast. I'm your host, Hands, alongside Banger. We have a very special guest with us today. Um, somebody that uh, our listeners have been asking to hear from for quite some time. He has a lot of questions to answer to. He is your commissioner, Nick Eshack. Nick, welcome to the show. What's going on, boys? There you go. Good to hear from you. Nick, um, a lot of stuff we want to get to, but the first thing, as commissioner, can you give us an idea of what it's like to live a day-to-day life as commissioner of the BBHL? What do you go through? What do you need to do? What are your responsibilities? Well, you know, it's a a pretty glorious job. Uh, There's a lot of uh, baby kissing and handshaking uh, to the population and... uh, a lot of people want to get your autograph and uh, kind of know the ins and outs of the league, but you know, I got my responsibilities and I, I got to keep my uh, my lips tight sometimes, and um, it's not easy, but uh, it, it's fun. It's fun. In terms of uh, the uh, overall operations, we just want to make sure that everything goes to plan. Um, you know, it seems that every week there's you know little hiccups here and there. Uh, we just want to be on top of it, and make sure that the league runs smoothly and that you guys are happy. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it in terms of uh, the registration and the draft, the events, but uh, do you want to get into that right now? Well, you're, you're touching on a little bit of my first question that I want to ask is, what are the biggest challenges? Like, it, can you identify one particular event, one particular uh, aspect of being the commissioner that we might not see as a challenge, but, but is the most challenging for you? Yeah, first thing that comes to mind is registration. Listen, when I was uh, when I was asked to be commissioner, uh, I was kind of sold on the fact that it was, uh, you know, a laid back job. Uh, there's not much to do uh, other than the, the beginning of the season, uh, and and so be it. It, it is the registration. Uh, I mean, the headaches we got. Um, I think the fir- the toughest year was last year. Was my first year as a full commissioner, where you don't see, you know, some of the the issues that were going to be arising. Um, you know, you guys know the, the guys. Are they reliable? Yeah, some some of them are. Some of them, you know, you got to push them a little you bit. You have some trouble here and there. Yeah. So we know there's guys that want to join the league and um, take their time registering, paying, and all that kind of stuff. And and, and we want to be fair. Um, I think the first year that I was uh, commissioner on the registration day, I think I took a half day off of work just to really? focus yeah on the last day of registration we had to focus on contacting people making sure that they were going to register uh because we can't read people's minds right so it personally cost you half a day of work oh yeah oh yeah do you easy, find that easy. people that people take registration and being in this league for granted like are, are they appreciative enough of what this league is and what's what it's become or is it just like i've been in the league before so like yeah i'm playing again but they may not sign up on time like do you have trouble troubles with that yeah, I mean, I definitely think guys appreciate it. Okay. Um, I, I, I do, because I do get a lot, although we get a lot of backlash on our end of the admin side, we, we do get a lot of people coming up to us and thanking us, and uh, I really appreciate it, especially the new guys, too, who don't really know what it's all about, and then they see it for the first time, and, and they're in awe. You know, they're, they're just What kind of backlash do you get? <laughs> oh, well... We get, I mean, it's easy to say that when something goes wrong, you're the first to hear it. You're the, everyone is ready to let you know when something's going wrong, mm. right? When things are going right, you know, you don't really hear it. It's like, oh, well, it's just supposed to happen this way. Right. And fair enough. But, uh, 
they don't a lot of people don't see the work that goes the behind work. everything exactly right and I, and I understand that and we take it with a grain of salt and we're there to listen to right so if we're doing something wrong absolutely give us shit you know don't don't let us get away with it and uh we're here for that so cool you talked before about how when you're sold on the, uh, being commissioner that you were kind of told it was all front-loaded. So we all know Nick Mummy, long-time commissioner of the BBHL. Mm-hmm. Um, how helpful was he in terms of trying to uh, teach, you the, teach you the ropes, help you learn how to become an effective commissioner? That's a tough question. Um, Nick Mummy, he, he was there at the beginning. Um, but I really have to give a lot of credit to Eddie Piazza. Eddie Piazza, okay. you know, who, as you guys know, is still in Very the much admin involved. team. Yeah. yeah, and I understand that. You know, Nick Mommy kind of wanted to give the reins, and and he made his decision, and he kind of wanted to back off and, and see how things went. And I think for him, he realized, you know, it's not, it's not something that's going to blow up. It's not something that's going to get ruined. You mm-hmm. know, by by uh, handing it off to me, he knew that Eddie was there, and Eddie was a huge part of it. Uh, I mean, he was my conciliary for the longest time, and still is, I'd say. Um, you know, when, when things arise, when there's tough decisions to make, I always consult with Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very rational guy, and, yeah, you know, he's not always here, but uh, he's there on the phone sometimes, and uh, I really appreciate his help a lot. He, so he helped a lot, a lot, a lot, That's more good. than Nick Mummy. Now, you touched on, <laughs> you touched on Eddie uh, and a little bit on Nick Mummy, uh, not throwing him under the bus, but nope, almost. Um, who else on your admin team... Or who else is on your admin team? Uh, who are those big contributors, and, and what do they do behind the scenes that, that we may not realize? Okay, so, uh, I mean, Eddie is, uh, as you guys know, he's the, the film guy. He's there to take pictures. He makes the unbelievable golf tournament uh, video, mm. uh, the end-of-the-year video. I think we all appreciate it, although he might kind of be hiding in the shadows sometimes. He's there, and he's taking pictures, and I think people realize it when it comes time to the videos, they realize how nice it was, and, yep. and, and they really appreciate it. Um, other than that, Eddie does also help, like I said, you know, in, in big decisions. Um, I don't, you know, I don't just make a decision without consulting anyone. So um, Eddie's, Eddie's role is very important. Um, a, a huge role, honestly. Um, I'd say probably does the most work out of all the admins, not to put the other admins right. in, in. But uh, Chris Ratchev. Chris Ratchev is there. He is involved in everything. I mean... He should probably be commissioner. <laughs> Whoa, what? Whoa. Who said that? No. Um, but no, no, Chris Ratchev, is, he, he's a huge part. He takes care of the finances. He takes care of the refs, you know, when things have to, be, we have to deal with the refs. And, and just like Eddie, you know, Chris is another one that I, that I hold dear to uh, in terms of making big decisions. Uh, JM, as you guys know, um, he is there week in, week out, takes care of the score sheets, puts in the stats that everyone is obsessed with apparently there's a pool going on now i don't know anything about it there's no gambling i don't know but i heard rumors that uh there's some sort of pool going on in the bbhl so you know jam we, we tried to keep it on the dl from you because we didn't want any uh, any type of controversy yeah look like i don't know anything you i haven't seen are... an update from that pool in a while i must say i, I don't know what pool what huh? <laughs> continue <laughs> so you know, Jam is, uh, you know, he, he, he wakes up Sunday mornings, puts up the, the stats on, on the website, keeps the website going. And, and I think, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the first website of the BBHL, but there's a huge improvement on it. So kudos to him. And, you know, we have our, uh, our event planner, Derek Del Grosso. I don't know if you guys heard of him. He plays a couple games in the league. I think he's a call-up or something. Really? Never, yeah. never heard of him. No. Kind of irrelevant. Yeah, he does, uh, he, he, uh, he does the events. He does the halves and halves and... Uh, you know the raffles he screams he gets booed but uh all jokes aside no he does put a lot of work into it as well he has to deal with the dome in terms of the deals this year we kind of uh went above and beyond with the deals we're trying to work with the dome to get you know set menus i think we had that for the, the yeah. christmas party um uh, you know the pitcher deals and all that kind of stuff uh, derek's behind that so uh a lot so of- is derek to blame for the BBHL losing the fourth pitcher. <laughs> Listen, I, I can't really comment on that. That was, that was before my time. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm in the same shoes as you guys. I was promised the fourth pitcher. I was just as pissed off. Okay. You know, I came in and um, I saw the finances. I, I don't know how they were promising four pitchers, to tell you the truth. Hmm. But uh, we looked into it. 
and uh, we, we heard the people. We said at least if you're not going to get a fourth pitcher, we want to change the beer, and I think that's what we did. And I think people are a little bit happier with the beers, but uh, yeah. you know, there's still work to be done, and uh, we're looking at it. Must have had Ben Godfrey on that league budget. <laughs> Godfrey's in everything. He's, fucking, he's, got a, he's, he's got an opinion about everything. Naturally. Anyone else that you want to uh, give a shout-out to in terms of your admin team or guys that do a lot for the league? Um, there's a lot of guys that do a lot for the league. I kind of want to get into that maybe at the end. Okay. Uh, I want to give yeah. a little shout-out at the end. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, why, Nick, this year? So this is the first year that uh, I think, anyways, I've only been in the BBHL for a few years, but I think this is the first year that we've had um, assistant captains in the league versus an admin or having your first-round pick help you out. Um, what is the long-term plan, or if there is one at all, behind having assistant captains? Yeah, actually, that, that was an idea that was uh, suggested to us by whether it's captains or players. Uh, it didn't really come from the admin. So, you know, like I said, we're, we're always open ears. We're here to listen. So uh, we heard this idea, and they, they sold this on us, and uh, they gave us some good, you know, good reasons why we should do it. And one of the things is, is that, you know, we're a league that we want to innovate. We want to keep things exciting. We right. want to change things up. And I think what we've been seeing the last few years is that teams are kind of consistent right? right in terms of the the, the rosters you know the, you, you get <coughs> churchers churchers <coughs> churchers yeah oh, no. don't let me no. wait wait till i get into that um <laughs> you know one of the worst sentences what is it is it we've always done it this way is one of the most dangerous sentences yeah. ever right mm. so we're always looking at changing up things and i think the idea behind it is that we want to maybe test out these assistant captains see if they have a leadership role and right eventually maybe tra- replacing the captains just okay. to stir up stir up the pot you know because you're getting to see a lot of the like i said a lot of the same duels we have quinn and br uh we have sproul and kyle armstrong we got mouse and gagnon um <laughs> you know and then some would say drew and Derek, but i think the reality is more it's more drew and lip i mean i don't know what Derek has to do with anything, but um so we want to maybe kind of stir it up and I think you saw it a little bit this year with the assistant captains having a little bit of an influence, not as much as we would have liked, but you know they're having a little bit of influence. And you know how pissed was Ben when Hamilton got taken, right? Oh, like, I mean, I've oh, never seen that pissed. He was hell froze over. Incensed, yeah, incensed. Yeah. yeah. So we want to see a bit of that. That's exciting. That creates rivalries, right? So let's bring that into the league. So that's kind of what we're uh, hoping to get out of this. And who said like next year? Maybe we'll look at into bringing these assistant captains as actual captains, yeah, right? right. T- Ten games in, would you call this a success so, so far, or you're still, jury's still out? Um, I would say somewhat of a success. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, um, I think some assistant captains have really stepped up, and you can see the leadership. I mean, uh, right away from, like, Ty Watt to, to, to Brad. Al LeMay. Al LeMay. I mean, these guys, yeah. they want they want to contribute to the league, right. and, and we don't want to stop them, right? That's the last thing you want to do. When you have an absent captain like Brandon Runnings... You got to really rely on your assistant captain to uh, to lead, and I think Al's done a really good job. Yep. I'm I'm just giving you my opinion of him. Speaking of which, you mentioned how Brandon Runnings. Um, you didn't say this, but I think it was implied that he picks the same guys year over year right. after year, and that's one of the reasons why you may have wanted to change things. What do you think of Brandon Runnings as a captain and what he has done for the league? I mean, you asked me that question last year. I probably would have had a whole different answer, but I mean, he won it last year. And mm-hmm. he, he stuck to his plan. Okay. And after year after year and not winning, mind you, he made the finals, but he couldn't, he couldn't close it. But last year he closed it against, you know, I hate to say it, against the Ducks. And I was on that team. And um, I think they were kind of like the Washington Capitals. You know so you're mean? saying like, winning cures everything. Like Brandon won, so he gets a, a free pass on all those years before. Um. It's a testament to at least his plan, and it seemed okay. to have worked. And, and mind you, you would have think the opposite because he kept taking the older guys, and you think year after year they're getting older and older. Right. And then for some reason last year it happened. Um, but, uh, I mean, he did it again this year. Jury's still out, but yeah. anything can happen, right? I mean, if he, if he does a repeat, then, you know, what do you have to say to him? You know, yeah. right? Like, the, how can you bash him for it? So you're touching on, on innovation a little bit. Um, and I think one of my questions for the league going forward is, like, the league is aging. Mm-hmm. Demand is increasing. How are you, or, or is the league trying to get a little bit younger? Are we recruiting new players? Or is it basically just status quo? You know, anyone who hears about it, 
can try to join? Are there any are there any type of uh, you know things that you guys do to maybe move that population on? Yeah, I mean, um, in terms of having anyone come in, no. I mean, the, the whole the whole the heart of the league is that the fact that we're 105 guys and we all kind of know each other. Someone's referred by someone. They, um, you know, they're. they're they, they they attest to them right right and we've had actually we've actually had people reach out to us random people who want to join the league and really? you know it's not that's not the kind of league we are okay. you know we want to we want to keep it within the family and i think it's a big part of uh the dynamic the the soul of the league when you see it at the christmas parties right and the sportsmanship yeah. the brotherhood exactly the togetherness no fights right. but it's extremely competitive yeah in terms of keeping it young or at least continuing the league, we look at our younger guys. Okay. We look at guys like Johnny Pellucci, uh, Yano. You know, we kind of groom them. We want to bring them in slowly. And we did that with, I mean, look, when I came in, it was Nick Mummy and his crew. You know, we have the Evan McCrays, the Virginies, and who are still there. Virginia. And then, you know, was brought down. At the time, I was the young guy. I was the young guy with the Chris Pelucci's, the Stefanos, and all mm. that kind of stuff. And, and we brought in... Andrew Pellucci, Andrew, he'll he'll have my head for that because he'll argue that he came in at the same time, but he did not. Um, <laughs> but uh, and Andrew did did do a lot for mm-hmm. the league too. He brought in you know you guys, guys and a I ton of guys. Know, I didn't know Andrew, yeah. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess that brings me to my my next question. You said you don't try to recruit too hard. Now is the demand at a point right now where you guys have thought about adding an eighth team? Every year this comes up. Yeah. So I'm asking the question yeah. now. Is that, is that feasible? Uh, last year we played with the idea. This year uh, we kind of went in prepared to do it. We've, we had already talked to the Dome in terms of getting an extra spot. Uh, or if not an extra spot, maybe having two teams on a bye every week. Okay. You know, we kind of looked at the options. Yeah. And it all comes down to, do you have enough players? And I think there was only really one year that we had close to an extra team. Okay. Where we had to refuse a bunch of guys. Uh, this year, I think there was one guy we had to refuse. Um, not for anything, just because spots were filled. So we, I think what we're doing this year, well, for the next coming years, is that we're preparing for it. You know, because there is demand. And, you know, you might have an influx one year. And, um, you know, you gotta be, you got to be ready to bring in that eighth team if need be. But... I don't know about you guys, but um, you know, seven teams things 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 seems to go, be going well. So bringing eight teams kind of complicates things in terms of the time, in terms of you know the draft and all that kind of stuff. So I don't I don't know what you guys think about that, but uh, it's not something that we're looking out to go get. Okay. If it comes to us, then great. If not, then you know I think we're happy with seven teams. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it's it's been done before. It was done once during the summer league, right? The eight teams with the Step Brothers, and I know you weren't commissioner then, but as somebody who was part of the league, that was my first time in the league. I thought it went well. I had, I had nothing to base it off prior, but what did you view that season as? Mixed feelings about the summer league, actually. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I actually don't remember which team won that year, but um, you the know, Kingsman. Kingsman. I think no yeah, one cares. You're, you're right. Kingsman, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, to, exactly to my point, no one cares. Right, right. It doesn't count. Summer, it's like a half. It's a half Grinders Cup, you know. So uh, the summer league was fun. It, I mean, there was different factors that influenced the fact that whether it mattered or not. It was played at the Kirkland Arena. You had to come over here. It wasn't the same. Was vibe. was the summer league? Did that did that have any impact on the actual brotherhood or the camaraderie? Like, did that impact that at all in a negative way, or is it just it did it just didn't work in your opinion as well as as the winter season does? Well, I, I think a big part of it was that we played at the Kirkland Arena and we had to, there was no bar there. Right. Right. And it was also, if I'm not mistaken, during the week, right? It was Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday night. So it changes the whole dynamic. I mean, uh, it's, it's different than coming in on Saturday where there's a bar at the, at, at the club and you're playing, you grab a beer. Um, there it was, you know, you play and whoever wants, you know, fucks over. Sorry, can I swear you? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No holds barred. Andrew right. does it all the time. Fucks yeah. over to the, to, to the dome. And um, I think guys who were always on the fence always just went home. Right. 
whereas being here where there's a bar you gotta hey. walk you gotta walk through the hallway and mm. guys are like oh well you're not staying you, get you feel it. guilty yeah, leaving of right of course mm. you're getting hassled by guys and you're yeah. like all right i'll stay for one beer and I, one beer turns into two three four five who knows but and i think yeah so i think that's a that was a huge part of it yeah okay can you um kind of changing gears here a little bit um talking about league safety in mm-hmm. a certain way can you see the league ever mandating certain pieces of equipment as it stands, correct me if I'm wrong, nothing is necessary. But we've seen some gruesome injuries with the head, um, with the jock area, with a few things. Can you ever see a world where the BBHL says you need to wear this to play? That's a good question. And that's actually something that I felt strongly about. And um, I kind of got shut down a little bit about it. But, uh, yeah, like you said, every year you see two, three guys, getting whether it's high sticks, whether it's, uh, you know, missing teeth. Uh, you know, in the jewels. Um, and, you know, there's no, I guess, technically speaking, we're not liable. Everyone's responsible. Uh, but it doesn't even come back to that. It's, it's I just want to see safety for the players. I don't want to see that. I hate seeing that. I, say, I hate seeing guys going down because of a, an incidental play, right? Like, whether they're in an accident or not, it, it, it's, it's unnecessary. And what I said is that, hey, how about we look into making the equipment mandatory? And obviously, like, I, I understand. And I'm not one. I Look, I, I wear gloves and shin pads, and that's it. I don't wear jocks. I don't wear helmet. I don't wear goggles, although I, sh- I probably should, but I don't. And I, so I get the reluctance on it. Um, so if ever we were to do that, there would definitely be uh, a warning to the players before. You know, there would be kind of a, hey, this season, you know, it's all good, but next season we're thinking of making it mandatory so if you want to start getting used to it um go ahead you know that this is your warning and this is kind of why we did this year we we offered the uh actually pretty good deals from from uh, from our sponsor from russo yeah um jason quinn who who was a big help to that um to offer the equipment to players whoever wanted it so if ever we were to decide officially that we want to make it mandatory um we would let people know a season, at least a season before so they can start getting used to it. And, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, the backlash I got, I mean, the opinions I got from it is like, hey, we're responsible for our own bodies. Don't make us do anything. So, you know, for now, I, can't, I guess it's like it's on the table, but it's uh, kind of in the back. I'm really glad Jason Quinn helped, considering he's the best guy I've ever met. Oh, he's so good. Um, How but, good is uh, that guy? I, I, so if you had it your way, let's say it was a real dictatorship, kind of like it is right now. Yeah. And uh, you had to impose certain things. What would you put as uh, as articles of uh, equipment that that you had to wear? So I think uh, first and foremost, I mean, whether it's either a helmet or eyewear. Um, I know I get it. Concussions. I don't see a big issue with concussions in this league. Agree. I completely agree. Right. I think it's more eyes, eyes more yeah. than anything else. Like I've gotten, I've gotten a couple black eyes from the ball in the face. Uh, you know, a couple close calls with the stick. So I think eyewear. I mean, who wants to lose an eye, right? Um, other than that, uh, you could maybe potentially put in the mouth guard, um, and really? then and then the jock. Okay. okay. But okay. I have, I do have one thing to say though. Oh. Although it's not necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily make it mandatory. A big part of this is like I just don't want to hear people like mouse or rico who wear literally nothing and okay. then complain for stick play and they come out with a bloody hand is what are you expecting so so let me get this straight you t- you said bloody hand there yeah. now is are, are you referring to like not wearing shin pads like what's your opinion on that like if you get a hack in the leg i don't wear shin pads if, if i get a ball or a hack in the leg like i'm not going to complain right but some people maybe i will like are you are you for more protection or I mean look the refs are there to make the calls right okay. if there's a slash there's a slash yeah and I, I won't argue with you on that but when there's a stick play I mean it's easy to get your, your this, someone else's stick in your hands and, it's, and right. you know you know the hands the shins it's thin man it doesn't take much yeah. to get it bleeding yeah. and, and you come to the bench and you're like look at my hand it's all bloody and there was literally nothing that anyone saw right. and like oh he, he slashed me like no he went for the ball the stick hit up your hand and, and that's just hockey that's why we wear gloves just wear a fucking glove, man. That's all it takes. Fair enough. The reluctance to wear shin pads and gloves kind of confuses me. I, I know that you don't wear shin pads, Isaac, but I, I don't get why somebody wouldn't wear shin pads personally. It's mm-hmm. and it, they, I guess to this each is, their own. This right? isn't for my opinion, I suppose. Absolutely. And if you don't want to, all the power to you. But you know, don't complain. Don't complain. Right. Exactly. 
Um, Nick, um, we got a couple of questions from uh, a captain in the team and in the league, um, captain of PCU who shall re- remain anonymous. Um, <laughs> anonymous? Anonymous. Not anonymous. Why weren't there any Hall of Fame inductions this year? Hmm. I think they usually happen at the Christmas party. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, that some of them occur during the Christmas party. Some of them occur during the end of the year party. No one announced no Hall of Fame inductees. I don't know what this captain's talking about. If he would look back at the books, there are some that were nominated during the end of the year party. Some were nominated during the Christmas party. And uh, whether we want to do it one or the other, it's not really any of this business. Okay, okay. okay. That's not Andrew's concern, I guess. Oh, Andrew? Was that Andrew? No, 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 no. Oh. No, no, oh. no. Oh. Oh. Sir. I definitely didn't specify that. Okay. Um, and he had another question. Mm-hmm. Um, the second eldest Pellucci brother did. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> will there be open and fair elections for the commissioner's role in future seasons. I encourage it. You, oh. I encourage it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. A dictator he is not, clearly. Oh, well, uh, you know what I would like to have? What? I, I, I have a question for, what was the second oldest, Pellucci? I, I don't remember. Captain okay. of PCU. Yeah. Captain PCU. He yeah. can't answer you right now. I, I'd like to know what who he would nominate. That's what I would like to He know. probably wants the power for himself. Oh, that's power fine. Power a betting yeah. man. My, I, I embrace the challenge. Good. Well, that was our mailbag segment. So okay. that's all you got. <laughs> yeah, that was literally that's all, all you I got. got. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about one thing. It's been a source of confusion across the league: mm. the sliding rule. Oh, we know. We know that it was. I don't think that people ever understood clearly what was happening, what they could do, what they couldn't do. Where does the league stand right now? You sent the captains a personal message for everyone else. Look, the truth is, every single player in the league listens to this podcast. They'll have the answer right here, right, right. now. Yeah. What's up with the sliding roll? Fuck, I have no idea. Damn it. <laughs> no. Uh, let me explain a little bit of how it started. So every year before the season starts, we have a meeting with the captains. And we kind of go through the last season, and we go through the upcoming season. And we ask them, you know, what, what do you guys want to see change? Is there any rules? Because things occur during the season where, you know, there might not be a rule. Um, and we have to adapt. And that's fine. And one of the things was the sliding rule. And a couple of captains brought up the fact that, you know, players are getting... Derek. <clears throat> yeah. Um, players are getting penalized. Well, not so much... Pe- they're not getting penalized for... You know, Dang- dangerous dangerous acts, right? Dangerous sliding right. and, you know, hindering... You know, when someone slides in front of you, it's up to you now to jump over him, you know, and prevent you hitting him. And we kind of got wanted to get a. It's interference, right? It's interference, it right? And, and I guess there was a bit of a, um, you know, the, it was a gray area. It seems like there's a very big gray area among a lot of us. A lot of us, including the refs, including the admins, including the players, everyone. Right. So we kind of came up with a rule, and uh, where we said, you know, at this point, any sliding of any kind, whether you come into contact with the, with the player, if he falls or he doesn't fall, it's a penalty. Okay. Not realizing how vague that was. Right. Right. And uh, how many different plays there are. And uh, the season went on for the first half, and we got a lot of complaints. The ref, even the refs didn't know what to call. Uh, it's not really any of one, anyone's fault, other than I'd say probably the admins that just didn't make it clear enough. But what we decided so far now is we took it away. So we said, let's go back to the old sliding rule, which is if you slide and you take out a guy, you know, it's, it's an automatic penalty. And after that, if, if there's a slide and it interferes a player, it's to the rest of the direction. What if, let's say, Spen slides and hits the ball while he's making a defensive play? Is that still a penalty? Does he hit the guy? He hits the ball and the guy in one slide. Does the ball, guy fall? Ball first, guy second. Does the guy fall? Yeah. Because the way it stands now is if the, fu- the guy is taken out, then it's a penalty. So, so he so has to literally leave his feet. Here's my issue yeah. with that is are we encouraging people to dive? Because in the NBHL, the rule used to be if a guy slid and that player yeah. went down, then it's a penalty. Like, are we, are we playing by those same rules? Are we encouraging guys to go down? I would hope not. No. And, and, and that's actually why we, we, we talked about this rule because we realized that you know it might be an interference call 
you know, the guy might have, and the guy didn't fall. And we wanted to make sure that a penalty was still called. Um, so we said, you know, any body contact would be a penalty. All, realizing that that didn't work out too well. Uh, the only person that I really know that dies in this league is, it's not even in this league anymore, Momo. You know, Evan Morris. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a guy dive like that before yeah, in my life. Yes. I admire your... Um your willingness to name names yeah Yeah. i'll I'll be straightforward i'll be straightforward they come talk to me after if they want to um (laughs) but you're but you're you're right though uh we don't want to encourage diving um which is why i kind of i I talked to the refs and i said listen you know at the end of the day if there's an interference call it's an interference call it doesn't matter you know the guy doesn't even have to dive if if he's hindering someone's progress progress or movement that's that's an interference so you got to call that so we went back to at least for the time being to the old rules because it okay. seemed that so they did change at yeah. some point. Yeah, so we went back. I think it was around. Uh, I think it was when we played the Ducks because it kind of happened in our game where Ben got a penalty and he shouldn't have, and uh, we got a goal out of it and uh, go PCU. Um, <laughs> That's yikes. the team you're on this year. I haven't seen the rink much. Uh, yeah. I was wondering. That. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of engagements before, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, I'm here now. I'm here now. That's all that matters. Second half of the season. That's I saw the, the Instagram posts, yeah. uh, trend uh, jet setting, rather. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Traveling yeah. the globe. Good for you. Yeah, I had to get my mind off things, but um, hey, he's clearly good as commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about that? No, actually, no, that's okay. <laughs> no. I'm doing this for the view for the listeners. I'm sure they want to talk about it, but yeah. So um, yeah, so after I think it was uh, around Christmas time where we decided, you know what? I, and I told the, the captains, and I hope the captains told their players that it's going back to the old rules um, from last year. Brandon may have whispered it to the churchers, yeah. but I don't think it ever got uh, dissem- disseminated. Yeah. D- disseminated? Like with semen? Like with cum? No. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, I, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, you mentioned at the at the, the beginning of the show that you wanted to shout out a couple of admins before they do, a couple of people, and then before they do, this is probably the best chance you'll get. This, yeah. is, this is your state of the union, the state <laughs> of the BBHL. Address but, us. Tell us. Yeah. So listen, guys. Um, you know, we talked a lot about what the admins do or what I do day to day, what it takes to run the league. Uh, but all this is not possible with you guys, without you guys. You, you know, you got banger in hands here, fucking taking taking the reins and just fucking doing a podcast. Like that's that's crazy. I mean, we didn't ask you guys to do this. You guys took it upon yourselves to do it. That's amazing. Um, I lo- the guys love it. Um, captains, you know, captains go above and beyond. You know, to get their teams organized. Uh, to do everything. You know, we 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 talk to them about opinions. You know, we talk about the admins talking about, you know, rules and all that stuff. But all that stuff goes through the, the, the captains first. Um, and then and then the most importantly is the players. We got the Joe Rogers. We got the Chris Barnett. It's, it's all important. And none of this happens without everyone else. So we're just kind of building the structure. And you guys are taking taking it. and, and Taking making the reins. It, take, yeah. You guys are taking it and yeah. making it what it is. So... On behalf of all the admins, we have nothing but thank you to, to give you guys, and it, it's unbelievable what you guys do. And I, and I hope you continue it, and whatever help you guys need, we're, we're there for you guys, and, and we want to make this league better, and let's continue doing what we're doing, guys. We appreciate it, and um, yeah. this honestly wouldn't be possible without the support of the admins, and also, this is a shameless plug, but Bernie helping us with Belvedere maintenance, that was this, it, it, Isaac, tell me if I'm wrong, this made it a reality, and that's it, it the really did, truth yeah. of it. Yeah. You guys will probably... Um, hear us right now we sound a lot more clear than in uh, episodes past and that's because of what Bernie did to help us and um, if you guys if you're in a position where you give him some business do whatever uh, Belvedere Maintenance BelvedereMaintenance.com that would be huge and that would be a direct way of saying thank you for helping us make this podcast a reality and helping us make the BBHL better in some small way so We yeah. really appreciate all the help from Bernie, all the help from uh, and encouragement from the admins, from the commissioner, from from all the players, and keep the questions coming. Keep uh, keep giving us uh, giving us fuel for the fire. We got one question this week, which is more than any other week. Yeah, every exactly. other week combined. Hit so. us up Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> personal we'll, message, we'll hands on hand, on Facebook. <laughs> Guys, actually, on the, on that note, one more thing. Obviously, and, and you said it is, is the sponsors too. Uh, that's a big part of our finances. Of I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't believe I forgot them. Fuck. 
Fuck, we're going to have some trouble next year. How could we? Fuck. But uh, good <laughs> on you for bringing it up. Uh, obviously, the sponsors, Greg Kelly. Uh, Belvedere Maintenance. Uh, Service Financier, Contact 21. Dan Petoni. Mike Viglis and Matt Griffiths from Freedom 55 Financial. Belvedere Maintenance. LaBrosse Microbrewery, former teammate Troy Olenek. Oh, yeah. Great place. Uh, Richard Church, real estate agent. Belvedere Maintenance. Gattuso Bourget Mazon. Who the fuck are they? Uh, they were getting in trouble. Lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah. Oh, they're and uh, Piazza Films. We've touched on Eddie. We can't say enough about, yeah, yeah. about mm. that guy. Yeah. So our second segment of the show, I kind of wanted to, uh, or we kind of wanted to go over some New Year's wishes or New Year's resolutions for each BBHL team. How's that sound? Yep, that sounds great. So we're going to go bottom to top of the standings, and we're going to go through each team, and we're just going to spit out which players, which strategies um, we give as a resolution for that team. So I'll start with PCU. Uh, For this team, we've touched on it before. Better production out of Adam McSweeney. Oh, McSweeney. God. What a disappointment. That's my call for for PCU. What do you guys think? Nick? Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. McSweeney, I think, uh, could have been a steal in the draft, but, uh, you know, well, who knows? Uh, it's second half season, and he's got to show up. He's got to show up. Uh, and he's got it in, and I, I, I believe in him. I know uh, he could do it, but uh, I got to give props to uh, Stefano Spinelli, who's kind of turned it up in, in his absence. Stefano Spinelli, uh, he had a season uh, with Sprules, I think, was it? A couple years ago, where he killed it. I mean, he got. He, I think Stefano Spinelli is the second leading goal scorer in our team right now. So I don't know about today, after today, but uh, he's up there. So uh, you know, in, in, in terms of negative with McSweeney, um, we got Stefano as a positive. But I think the most important thing they got to do is just win. Fuck. Right. PCU, man. I mean, they 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 talk about you know losing is our strategy at the beginning, and we got to win. Well, you know what? It's first game Bullshit. of the new year, Scumbag and they lost trip. today. You gotta fucking jump on that bandwagon and fucking win. Let's go. I can clearly picture Andrew Pellucci going two knees down beside his bed in prayer mode and just begging his defensive unit to play better. Goaltending defense, too many goals against, too many chances against. They gotta tighten things up. You'd think adding a guy like Gab would help out? Eh, maybe not. Maybe not. We're going sixth place now, Churchers in the standings. For me, this is obviously my team, but for me, it's health on the roster. Matt Griffiths has missed a couple of games. Tim has been out maybe 60% of the games. We need Thorne back in the lineup, healthy and running as fast as he does. Um, so it's just better health for my team. Tim's been uh, injured or he's been uh, away? No comment. <laughs> I think that uh, BR is... He- sorry, health and attendance, we'll uh, say. Okay, okay. BR is wishing that he made a trade on trade deadline day to acquire Evan McRae because his team clearly needs that help. He's wishing. He's going to regret it. Come playoffs, he needs McRae. It's facts. Yeah, Churchers, I call him the geriatrics team. Um, I mean, with you excluded, Isaac, obviously. Um, I, you know what I think? All they need is like a little, you know, geriatrics activity, like a little spa Maybe do some stretches spa in the morning. Weekend? You know, spa weekend, do some stretches. Maybe go to a bingo night. You know, hmm. that'd be great for them. I think. I think it's a good team bonding experience. That's all they really need. I think we can probably get Sports Russo to expense that. Yeah, that I think too. so. I think yeah. you need to talk to them. Okay. Kingsman, Hanfield, your team. I'll I'll throw it to you right away. We are actually wishing for um, more attendance, more health. Just today's game that we won, not a big deal, but we were missing uh, Batty, we were missing Logan, we were missing uh, McRae, um, it's Stager, missing four guys. And it seems like we haven't been a full roster this year, which, like, you know, some teams will say, yeah, I don't want to be a full roster. But in our case, uh, it's not helping us. It's not a positive. And we need that health, we need that consistency. Um, I know when you have guys like uh, LeMay and Delia and other guys, kind of you know what you're getting into, but we need that for us to be a top-flight team. Guys, give the ball to Mark Batty. This guy's stats. Have you seen him? <laughs> Mark Batty is not in the league, Mr. Commissioner. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Everyone's sleeping on this guy, including the commish. I should have just said Batty. Fuck. <laughs> Mike Batty. It's fine. I'm sure he won't hear this. <laughs> Don't sleep on Mike Batty. Yeah, sleep on Mike Batty. Seven goals, five assists, 12 points this year. This guy's fucking killing it, guys. Mm. If the Kings has got to do anything, is fucking give the ball to this guy. All right. This is Mike, right? 
Mike. Yeah. Mike. Michael. I I have one more thing for the Kingsman though. Absolutely. Oh. Gore being a first-year captain, I think what really, really helped the team, Gore's got to make a big leadership move. I don't know what it is, but he's got to do something. Whether it's a weekend up north, just fucking... Now, you touch on a leadership move. There were rumblings about a trade at the deadline, Hanfield mm-hmm. for Spen. That yeah. would have been a downgrade in the leadership category. All to my point. I mean, okay. Gore, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? How are you letting these rumors get out, first of all? Second of all, this is your team, man. This is, you, you got something to prove here. Be a fucking leader. Spen's lucky he had his no-trade clause that he, uh, right. that he activated for that. He's Did not wait. Oh, yeah, no. Not surprising. Doesn't look like Ben's curing cancer at this point. And yeah. For me, the Kingsmen, uh, Hanfield, I'm going to call you out. They need more offense out of you. They need Facts. more offense out of the defense. You have four points on the year. Uh, you've hit double digits, what, Two of the last three seasons. Fat fuck. Um, so they need more out of you. A lot of hockey to play. Moving on, Blades of Steel. Um, I'm gonna toss this to you, Ishak. You seem like you're really well prepared for these guys. I am not. Blades of Steel. As he looks at his notes, They're not even on my list. <laughs> the BOS aren't even on your list. Not even on my list. Yikes! Irrelevant. Uh, actually, you know what? You know, what? go ahead and uh, I'll get back to you. All right, I'll start. Um, Brad Johns is praying for consistency from TJ. This guy can be the best player in the league when he yep. wants to be. He kind of takes days off. He decides when he wants to try. When he doesn't want to try, dude, just come play your game. Kind of treat it all like a playoff game, man. That's I, just facts. I think that, that lines up right with what I was going to say and just effort from all of these talented forwards. Second efforts. So TJ, Esden, Aiden, Adam. Some of these guys have a, a wrap around the league that they don't backtrack enough. They don't give their all every shift you know what just buy into uh to brad's brad's team strategy tyler's team strategy i totally agree tyler's team strategy correct i'm gonna add a little something to that just a little spice it up a little bit oh let rory do the pregame speeches why not that'll rile you up man yeah right okay you want to hear brad's uh wimpy radio voice you want to hear rory tough okay okay we're moving to number three in the current standings the ducks the Ducks have been in a free fall, and I don't think there's anyone in this league who loves that more than I do. Quack, quack. Um, for me, I don't think Ben Godfrey's performance has been inspiring enough. Um, inspiring. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good captain. He's very fiery. He gets his boys ready for the game. Honestly, I haven't seen enough out of him. Um, he got... In, in t- even in today's game, he went on a rush, and Dan Batoni just put him right in his pocket, took the ball right off of him, in went the other towel? way. No, in his pocket. Yeah, maybe oh. in his towel. Anyways, better effort out of Ben Godfrey on the ice. Off the ice, great guy. Great really? guy. I mean, ooh, that's a big wink. That's, that's, that's you got something in your eye there. Got something, Sorry, in your got, eye? got something in my oh, eye. Yeah. I think the Ducks are wishing for uh, one more skill forward. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I think they're going to struggle to score offense as the year, season progresses and as games get tighter. They're hoping that someone will step up or, I mean, trade deadline's done, but I think Ben's going to be wishing he made a move to move a defenseman out and out of forward. Listen, this one, this is what touches my heart because I've been a long-time Duck for years I right. was actually captain of the Ducks I don't know if you know but I want to ship with them no big deal gross oh. no one yeah. cares um, um, so I think one thing the Ducks <laughs> always had going for them every year and kind of what, to what you said Isaac they need to become the hated Ducks again everyone used quack, to hate the Ducks quack and they kind of went off the rail no one really cares about them this year maybe except for Isaac but they need to become hated again and I think they thrive off that and, and and I know Ben does, and I know Johnny Pellucci does. So yeah. you got to get, get they the they hero. love being anti heroes exactly, Quick, and, and they've the found villains. the most success being like that. Quick story: two seasons ago, uh, we were, we, had, we had the Christmas we had the Christmas party, and every team got an XL pizza. Or oh, there were there was at that time there were several pizzas for everybody. I was on PCU before I could even look at the pizza table. The Ducks had eight pizzas at their table. They were fucking chowing them down, saying quack quack the whole time. I per- was perennial good guy oh Phil Barnes leading the charge. Why I was irate. I was like, hey Johnny, how about some pizza over here? Fuck you, quack quack, dude. I was on that team. 
Yeah, well, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> All right, moving along. Number two in the power rankings, my absolute least favorite team, even worse than the Ducks, the Blazers. And you know what? What's the resolution for the Blazers? Man, Captain Sean Sproul. Terrible on the podcast. <laughs> terrible on the ice. He came on the podcast before Christmas, and he said the Blazers were sending a message to the league. What was that message? Could we hear what, it? What was that message, you ask? So, not 30 minutes after he uttered that statement, the Ducks go out and lose, or the Blazers go out and lose 6-1. to one. So the statement that the Blazers were telling the league was that they suck. And you know what? Silver lining in all this, Sproul did score and celebrate in everyone's face. But anyways, I digress. More out of Sean Sproul. I mean, <laughs> look, uh, the, the fact is the uh, he is the X factor of the team right now. Other guys are producing. Kyle's doing well. Yano, SK, some of the defensemen. Domer, defensemen are doing great as well. Sean has got to pick it up. He's got to wake up. He's got to produce. That's what he's there for, you know? If you're not going to back check, okay. But you got to at least put the puck in the net. I mean, you guys are very technical in terms of the, the gameplay. Um, I kind of want to put it on the side. Be the fucking Blazers. What do you know the Blazers for? Being rats. Breaking the roof tiles. Yeah. Yeah, breaking and the fucking roof tiles. Fucking drinking. Right. Breaking Being urinals. rowdy. Screaming. Me having to come in and tell them to fucking calm down. Cocaine in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, well, well, well. Easy. Okay. Who said that? What? Be the fucking Blazers, man. Right. That's what brought your team together. I don't hear you guys after the game. They're like gone. Half of them are gone. Where you guys been? It's not care. the Blazers. Come on, fuck. Blazers, you have been called out by multiple people on this podcast. Pathetic. Moving up to the first place in the standings, the Punishers. You know what? Honestly, at this point in the season, I don't know that we can say anything bad about these guys. Um, what I'm going to say as their resolution or their wish is that and maybe this is not even a stretch at all but John Vredas to continue his strong play in nets he's carried that team what is it 19 goals in 11 games against sorry 18 goals in 11 games against this guy is playing stupid hockey right now and I think they want to hope that he continues that going forward I owe the Punishers a public apology for suggesting that um, the Blazers were better last season. I, I'm very uh, last last episode. I'm really sorry. The Blazers clearly suck. Punishers are way better. Uh, moving on wow. to the actual resolution. Hard to kind of find a hole right now. I mean, they're the best team in the league. Fewest goals against. I, I think the, the like I said, kind of with the Ducks as well. I think the scoring might uh, be a struggle down the stretch. Yeah, but. I'm not gonna put. Uh, I'm not gonna doubt a team with uh, Ryan Petulia leading the uh, leading the charge offensively. So, yeah, I mean, guys, you, you hit on on the nail there. It's. I mean, I have here. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm. Uh, yeah. The the one tweak I could probably give him. Replace Justin Romeo <gasps> with Trevor Anderson as your top P. Trevor Anderson. Trevor Anderson. Did I fuck up again? No, no. Trevor Anderson, really good player. Trev dog. Yeah, guys. Trevor Romeo is washed up. He's shit. Okay. Put Anderson on the PP. Put Trevor there. Evan yeah. Anderson. Evan Anderson. <laughs> Fuck. That's the guy. Damn. We, we'll um, cut that one out. Yeah, yeah we'll cut that one. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. we won't. Evan Anderson. Why do I have Trevor Anderson? Oh, because I play hockey with another Trevor Anderson. Uh-huh. So Evan Anderson. Put him on the PP. How many? How many? How many times? Very he... unmemorable guy. Yeah. How many? Pe- how many times Tank. do the Punishers have? They have four. Yeah. Yeah. They could have a, at least two more wins there with Anderson okay. on the PP. They have a lot of Evan ties. Anderson. They play for the ties. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Romeo, leading Norris candidate, so I don't know why he's being thrown under the bus. Uh, that's debatable. Uh, that goes up to the admins, so I don't know. Oh, you, don't, do you, have a, you have a say in the, the Norris candidate, candidacy? This year I will. Oh, okay. Wow, I wish we had more time. Otherwise, I'd, I'd, I'd ask you more questions. But um, I know uh, time is money, and money is time, so we'll let you go. Um, Nick, thank you so much for coming out and joining us. That was a very informative session uh, informative uh, recording episode. I'm going to do this again. Yeah. Really informative episode. Uh, we learned a lot about where you stand in the league, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come out. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. It's fun. Call your bookie. It's the BBHL Odds Makers. Welcome to BBHL Odds Makers for next week's game, January 11th. 
4 p.m. we have Punishers at Ducks. Ishak, what's your pick there? The over-under set at five and a half. In. Yano. Oh, pleasure to see you here. Well, I guess we'll do it with you anyways. Okay. Um, Yano, five and a half over-under. Ducks uh, at home to the Punishers. What what do you got? Punishers. Over, over, under five and a half. Here we start. Here we start. That's what you guys wanted. Welcome to BBHL Odds Makers. We're joined by our special Ishak. Uh, fuck me. Welcome to BBHL Odds Makers. We have a special guest with us again, Nick Ishak. In. Yeah, yeah no. Well, okay, I, I guess you can do odds makers with us instead of Ishak. Perfect. Um, uh, Yano, uh, next week, January 11th, Punishers at Ducks, over-unders at five and a half. What do you think? Punishers. Over. Okay, Isaac? I'm taking the Punishers, and I'm going under. John Bredis continues his hot play. I'm going Punishers over as well. They're going to light up Ratchef. The 5 p.m. game, Blazers at PCU. Yano, what do you think? The over-under set at six and a half. Blazers over. Isaac? You know what? I got to go with the Blazers again. Uh, And I'm going to agree with Yano on this one. I think they could score a lot of goals. They're going over. Uh, Just too much firepower for PCU. PCU under for me. And the evening game, Blades of Steel at the Churchers, five and a half. Yano. Churchers. Over. Isaac. You know what, Yano? You're on fire right now. I can't disagree with you here. Churchers over. Uh, Tav and Quinn continue their hot play. um, And they just carry the team onto a victory. Blades of Steel. Under for me. That was BBHL Oddsmakers. Thanks to our guest, Yano, who appeared out of nowhere. We will see you guys next week. This was the BBHL Podcast with Banger and Hands. Follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at BBHL Podcast or email the guys at BBHL Podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, brotherhood.